Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to be connecting with all of you. Welcome. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm joined by my main man, Mr. Benny, every day. Hello, Mr. B. Hey, Pat. How are you? Hey, pretty good. good. We got another really hot, hot lineup. As always. Uh, I know. It's amazing. I'm amazing. You're amazing. All of our listeners, we know they're amazing. That's right. They're like off the charts. Off the charts. Uh, you know, isn't it interesting how we go through phases of words, Benny, right? You know, uh, back in the day, there were words that, you know, people in the culture would say, you know, I remember thinking about this. And then we go through these phases of things mm-hmm. where people go through and they have different expressions. You know, we went through the phase of you know, epic. Now the phase is amazing. And so it's interesting to see what it is we relate to. What I love about this, though, is these terms and languages, these things that we use, I've seen a transition. You know, we went from this phase that I remember, Benny, where everybody was saying whatever and duh. Remember that phase? Duh. We went from that (laughs) craziness uh, into then starting to talk about life in a more positive and happy way. Now, I don't know if we should thank Pharrell for the happy song or have things changed in our vibe, in our consciousness? Have they changed? And if they have changed, what is at the root of it? Well, today's show is with someone that knows, I'd say, quite a bit about this. Sherry Brown is joining me here today because we're talking about the seven commandments for happiness and prosperity. And why is it that we are able to literally encapsulate, just grab on, capture ideas, things that people have discovered? You know, what is it about, you know, the major religions, you know, spiritual practices out there that have some similarities? And what are the differences? But in the end, why is it that we hear some people coming through from a place of joy, from a place of happiness? Well, my favorite word right now, possibility. What is it that those folks are having? And, you know, I would say I work with a really happy team of people. You know, Miss Jessica is like, wow, let's start positivity rules. So we're talking about having a show, a network, a message where we talk about positive stuff. Does that mean we don't really think about or address some of the other things? No, it doesn't mean that. Because if you've ever heard my story 
And if you've ever heard, you know, my special guest story, you'd be thinking, why the heck are these two talking about happiness? Well, Sherry Brown spent her life, and for many of us know, between Iran and the United States. But why is that pivotal in today's conversation? We're going to hear why. You know, what is it about folks that we can look at and look at their journey, their story, and say, wow, why is it she decides to take the message out into the world? You know, what is it about our life's experiences that help us create a new narrative on how we can be a shining beacon of light in the world? And hopefully the people listening to the show are going to get a little bit of that light on them. Sherry, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. It's good to be on your show. Thank you. I, I want to talk with you. I always like to do this. Of course, we're going to talk about the book, but I want to talk about the journey for a minute because, you know, I, um, I'm always struck by where people have been, what they've gone through, and what some of the pivotal points are that enable you to show up in the world today as you. Some people say, listen, Pat, you know, people, they just get on a destiny, off they go, things fall into place. But I'm not sure that's always true. What were some of the challenges you had to overcome? What were some of the challenges to bring you to this very moment? Well, I was um, born and raised a Shia Muslim, even Mm -hmm. though I was not, uh, my family were not religious, but somehow I was hostage to the family code. And what I had learned about Islam was what the so-called scholars were teaching because um, Quran is written in Arabic and not simple either. So whatever they they translated and portrayed to us, we believed it. It was very confusing to me because they were telling us, if you don't pray, you're going to go to hell. If you're not Muslim, you're going to go to hell. At that point in my life, when I was a child, I didn't know the word Islam mm-hmm. meant total submission to the higher power. So I, I thought everything, if I don't do pray, when I don't do prayers, I was feeling guilty about it. Then I came to America in 1967 to a Catholic college in Vermont. I attended church, but it didn't really have that kind of impact on me until I started reading all the three scriptures. I married a Jewish man, so I was doing the ritual of Judaism as well as all of I liked the rituals of all of them, especially Judaism, I think, because Islam has everything is morbid with, with Muslims. And I didn't really know what Islam was about until I read it in English, after I read the Torah and, and, and Bible, all the three scriptures. I realized that the similarity totally outweighs the differences. <sighs> I realized that they're all woven together and they all make up the complete. That's the reason why they say Muhammad was the seal of the Prophet because he completed 
And after him, there's nobody else could be prophet. The prophet is the one who talks to God and relays the message of God to us. There were 124,000 prophets, but three of them are like the three cornerstones of a pyramid of Abrahamic religion. And they're very, very similar. So I bought all of the commandments, ten commandments of Moses, two commandments of Jesus, and the seven commandments of Muhammad, which is 19. I disposed of the redundancy and repetitious because they all say <laughs> believe in one God. They all say believe in hereafter. I came up with seven commandments that not only didn't deduct or subtract anything, lost anything from all the 19 commandments, but I added some of the Muhammad commandments. And, this, and I realized that it is so simple what people have done right after this prophet passed away, every one of them, the, the religion went astray. The 300 years after Jesus died, the chaotic, the, the, the whole message, the whole simple message of Jesus Christ was lost because of all the politics. When Muhammad died, again, Muslims became separated and Sunnis and Shias and five different kind of Sunnis, like they kill each other. So this is all wrong, and it really made me more interested when 1979 revolution happened in Iran, and when they were calling themselves Muslims, and I couldn't figure out why God would want so much atrocity. Then when I read the Quran, I realized that none of what, which, what they are doing has anything to do with God. Um, I never read in the Quran that women should cover their hair. Um, all of these scriptures have changed. They have been written by people. There was not print, printing was not invented when they wrote it. Quran was recited. So consequently, after writing was invented, everybody was writing this recitation of Quran specially. They writing, they, they would copy by hand, hundreds of thousands of copies. Everyone who couldn't read the other person's handwriting, they would improvise and put something that they thought was right. Then when the, then, then they hired a doctor, the name of Dr. Hill, who had studied all of the scriptures for 30 years and came up with a printable copy when printing was invented. And he also had uh, put some of some of them, some of the issues he didn't understand. He improvised. Then, to this is not the last of it because none of these were written in English. So a lot of things are lost in the translation. So many different things, especially in Quran, have been vague and ambiguous that unless you, because I have been reading them for 28 years, yeah. unless you read different publications and compare, you would really not know either purposefully or unpurposefully somehow a lot of things have gotten lost in the yeah. translation. So instead of jumping from branch to branch, we have to 
go to the trunk of the tree, which is the seven commandments, and it's very easy to follow. Yeah. And, when, and this is exactly what God wants us to do, nothing more, nothing less. It's not, we're not going to go to hell if you don't do five-time prayers. <laughs> she said with three-time prayers, they consolidate their five to three. We're not going to go to hell if we eat pork or if we don't eat pork. If, but it's fine if you want to do the rituals, but we shouldn't take it so seriously that creates segregation. Um, there's a few things that Muhammad said in the Quran, and I want to repeat it to you because please, hardly please anybody reads the Quran and hardly any Muslim reads the Bible. So that's really sad. Now, one of the things he said is that this is not a new religion. Muhammad said this is not a new religion. He said in the beginning of Quran, he says, if you don't do Shabbat, you do five-time prayers. At the end of Quran, it says if you work hard during the day and you don't have time, you do your prayers at night. So in my seven commandments, I am saying that be always in a prayer mode. You can pray while you're driving. God, Muslims pray on Friday, Jews pray on Saturday, Christians pray on Sunday. But this is not a weekend God. God is always with us. God is in our hearts. If you look with the eyes of, and light of our heart, we realize that it's really not that difficult. We have to realize that following the commandments of God, which one of them is staying away from evil, is going to direct us to the happier and more prosperous life. You know, I, I want to just say, I, I think that this is, you know, what we're talking about here is, and I, and I would love for you to continue, is what's happening in the world. There's like a new conversation right now. And, you know, I, I, I read your book and I'm telling you, I could not put it down. And okay. why couldn't I put the book down? Now, yes, I read a lot of books. If you're me and you've been doing what I've been doing for 13 years, yeah. I've read over 7,000 books. Wow. And, and I'm a kid that couldn't read when I graduated high school. But what is it about this conversation that is so important in the world today? You know, Sherry, I want, I want to say something because you talk about it in the book. And boy, then I want you to just keep going. I was listening, I, I listen to a lot of spiritual things right now. I yeah. really do. I, I don't know what it is. It Maybe it's, somebody says it's vibration. Other people says it's a new way of talking about, you know, God, about spirit, about spirituality, about religion. There are just so many people weighing in. The one thing that I hear right now, which is very different, and I would, I just so want you to talk about this is that all of the folks that you just mentioned, right? Yes. Jesus, Abraham. I don't know if you mentioned Abraham. But the, the, the one thing that a lot of these folks had in common was love. Right. Love. And yet, you know, and I heard a pastor talking about this the other day, and I was shocked. You know, he said, you know, religion has done some things to spirituality and, and faith that is really indescribable. 
And he went on to talk about how we've taken something that was so meant to open hearts, right? Right. And is literally shutting them. And I wanted you to, to really address that. Is that true from what you see? Yes. The, 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 basically, what is going on is this religion identity, the segregation. Chris Christ was a Jew. He, was, he didn't mean for Christianity and baptism and Catholics. And Muhammad was a Muslim who believed in one God. He called Moses and Jesus a Muslim. So everybody talks about loving your neighbor. It, what Jesus did, he just summarized the Ten Commandments. What Muhammad did just come it. One cannot do without the other two. This is just, these three are really the cornerstones of the pyramid of, of God. And it's so simple. If we really stick to the point, um, we can have elections, separation of powers, civilization, control of military. Democratic spirit of nation is threatened when people lose their inner connection that allows them to see how equal they are in the, um, eyes of, in the eyes of God. The most important way, in, but what separates us are things that are not really important. The separations over income, properties, divisions over race or ethnicity, mm-hmm. and divisions over religious identity. There should not be religious identity. Everybody... Anybody who believes in God, they should have the, they have the same religion. Mm-hmm. When the bloodshed in all of the scriptures happens because of unbelievers, not because they were this or they were Jewish or they were Muslims, they all had to be one, one and one and believe in one God. That's that's the whole point. If you go sideways and backwards and zigzag through this and and forget about the trunk of the tree, that's when we're in trouble. That's when people who have core after power and money, they misinterpret the Quran or uh, all the scriptures because of their own um, um, avarice and greed. Uh, because God is one, Christ was one, Muhammad was one, and and Moses was one. Yes, we have all of these different, different Muslims, different sects. Right now, Sunnis are killing Sunnis. But what hurts me is the fact that they do it under the banner of Christianity. The Crusaders were doing killing in the, under the banner of Christianity and Christ. Christ never said, Christ was very very, very uh, peaceful, peaceful, so was Muhammad. Nobody ever, ever, none of these um, prophets ever thought that after they die, they're going mm-hmm. to be interpreted the way they are. These people who are attacking um, tow- Twin Towers or beheading people, according to Quran, 
they are attacking believers, people who are believing in one God. So, so according to their own Quran, they martyrs are the ones they're killing. Mm-hmm. The martyrs were the ones in, in, in the, the Twin Towers, not them. They're just regular murderers that we call them serial killers. Muhammad mm-hmm. came for people that are bloodthirsty. He was from Hashemite, and after he died, they, one of the Bani Omaye who were more powerful and rich, they took over the caliphate. They took, they took over Muslims, and they just did atrocity in the name of mm-hmm. Islam all over. Because at that point, Islam was getting so powerful that they joined it and they changed it um, to their benefit. It's not mm-hmm. none of these. None of this is in any of these books. If and if some person sits down and reads all of them, they're going to realize that. Even if Muhammad says anything about Christianity in Quran, it's because he doesn't like the segregation. He says in another part of Quran that these all are words and titles, that people who put titles other than believing in one God, they are equal to unbelievers. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, just share this because, you, you know, Folks listen to the show sometimes, you know, Sherry, folks listen to the show show sometimes. And what what will happen is we'll do a show like this today and it will touch, it will really touch a, a heart or it will touch a nerve. Now, you have to remember, maybe you don't know this. But, you know, I, I, I'm the person that back in, I don't remember what year, Benny, but, but I could probably look it up or Linda could look it up. 2005 or so, we did the first interfaith radio show that we know of, literally on the planet, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, now, what, right. what, is, what does that even mean, interfaith? What, what am I talking about? Well, uh, we had a rabbi. Uh, we had a pastor. Uh, and we had uh, Brother Jamal, right. a Muslim, right? Right. And here we go. And we're doing a radio show. And ultimately, they wrote a fabulous book. And these gentlemen were amazing together. But here's what's surreal about having this conversation with you today and how much I appreciate, you know, the, what you're bringing to the forefront. About a year ago, I found myself in a really interesting place. I was asked by the Iranian community to facilitate a panel discussion uh, in a room being videotaped to talk about a film of a faith which I had very little information about or knew about. But here's what it was. You know, in Iran, the Baha'i faith and what was happening to people that were openly expressing uh, this faith, they they were being sentenced, they were going to jail. I found this a very surreal moment. And I want to ask you about this to talk about this when we come back. What is the like? And I said this in front of a room full of 100 people, and I don't even know how many more on video. I had a moment where I stopped and I realized I'm in front of a group of people that asked me to come participate in something. And I had this God moment right there. And I said to them, 
I have to tell you, I am honored to be here, but I believe I'm the least likely person on the planet, a girl from the Bronx, went to Catholic boarding school. My husband is from the Bronx, yes. Exactly. (laughs) And here I am. And I said, you know, I consider myself a spiritual hitchhiker. And I started to cry because here I am in front of a group of people and, and, and literally having an understanding about a faith I knew little about, but the death of women, children, and the imprisonment is something that I don't think you nor I nor anyone should tolerate. When we come back, we're going to talk about this and talk about what is the understanding, what are these commandments, and why is it we're so resistant to the idea of love. And if you don't believe what I'm saying, tune in to some of the political As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to do a whole dialogue where I am going to ask all of these folks out there in politics, do you think you can remember what love means? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I want to know Whoever told you I was letting go The only joy that I have ever known Girl, the lying Just stick around And all of the people that we used to know Are you and your family looking for one manageable lifestyle change that will positively impact your health? Look no further. That change begins inside your drinking glass. Learn how to put a lid on junk drinking by sipping from a recipe collection of colorful, fresh, tasty, wholesome fruit and vegetable blends. Get your copy now of Sip the Garden. Fun, easy drinks for a healthier family by T. Carey Mitchell. Visit lifestyle120.com for information on how to order. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and help keep our mission strong for the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease we are not going to let you down we're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio the message will continue the conversations will become stronger and the healing epic hey everyone this is Dr. Pat I am so thrilled. I've had the honor of working with Leslie Fontaine for the past year or so. And what she has created in her hit program, Sheer Alchemy, transcends what most of us get to listen to or hear in any point in time in our lives. But beyond that, Leslie is working with people all over the world. And she has created something phenomenal based on the feedback and input from the archangels, from the ascended masters, from the light beings, and most importantly, from each and every one of you. So if you want to change your life, if you're ready to step into your own version of Sheer Alchemy, please give Leslie a call at 678-665-3366. 
And why? Because this is what you're going to be prepared to do. Be amazed and on your part, connect with the Ascended Masters that are there to help you custom make the life that you are meant to live. Get ready to rid yourself of all that is weighing you down and holding you back. Coming Clean, The Art of Transparency with Katherine Moss is a hit show that brings a real and dynamic message to uncovering and believing in the true amazing being you already are. Tune in and let Catherine help you become truthful, authentic, and mindful of living on purpose one day at a time. Live each Tuesday, 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. The Angel Lady. The Angel Lady. The The Angel Lady. The Sue Storm, the Angel Oh, Benny, thank you so much for that. Thank you, Benny. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Of course, I am Dr. Pat, still Dr. Pat today, uh, better known as, uh, boy, I could tell you all the nicknames I've been called. Benny has given me quite a few of them as well. Um, But I'll tell you what I love about who I am. I get to connect all of you with some of the most incredible people, conversations that really are transformative. And, you know, they're transformative because the folks that really, that Linda schedules, that show up here are people that want to bring a new narrative and a new conversation to what love is in the world. This is now, as I mentioned, Sherry Brown joining me here today, the seven commandments for happiness and prosperity. Yeah, yes, happiness and prosperity. And so today I want to make sure all of you know about the book and know how to find out more, um, you know, uh, you can go, real simple, you can go to www.sevencommandments.com and go ahead and do that. And you can even Google that and you will get back to a very, very powerful message and a very, very powerful book. Um, Because as I said before, I picked up the book and I started to read it and I couldn't put it down. You know, not not only does this represent, you know, a beautifully written history about where folks were and what changed in the conversation about God, about spirituality, but it enables us to start to ask ourselves some questions. Sherry, thank you for today. I know we were talking before the break about and during the break about what is the message you know how did we move away from love and isn't it interesting that you're talking about happiness and prosperity these are two things that a lot of the world's religions today say that we shouldn't really expect in life right right to have happiness to be happy and be prosperous i think if we feel feel if we do the tenets of the, the seven commandments and implement it on our daily life, which is very simple thing to do, and make sure that we are looking from the light of our heart, 
we will attain uh, happiness and we can sustain it. Now, I was always, um, one of my questions when I was growing up was, what is the line at which I know I'm committing it? How would I know what the sin is, what, what, what love is, what hate is, mm-hmm. as far as God is concerned, until I read all the three books that was clearly sending to us because he, God wants us to obey and be happy. There is Satan here that would want to have this powerful and we cannot deal with him by not by de- denying him or disregarding him. He does exist. He has power, but God is more powerful. Now, Solomon, King Solomon in the Old Testament has much to teach us about right way of living. First, he teaches us about the futility of the material life bound to work and positions without God. Solomon teaches us what dramatic change can happen to us when we reject earthly pursuits and live for the spirit guided by the commandments. If you do the commandments, you would have serene life, serene heart, serene soul. And when you do that, you're happier. This happiness would would reflect to other people. You would pass. You would be doing well in your job interviews. You come up. You become more creative, innovative. You can have a more successful life if you love each other. The most important thing is giving. When you give, is one of my commandments is giving. And giving is not necessarily, I mention it in the book, it's not necessarily money. If you love somebody, if you love, uh, if you wipe somebody's tears, that is love and that's giving. That's part of your being a charitable giver. That's what Muhammad says to be, a charitable giver. With your heart, with your time, if you have money, with your money to make people happy and love each other. Wherever hatred, anger, jealousy, even disease, physical disease is, there exists evil. So we have to notice it and we have to avoid it. We have to replace all this animosity with love and we'll see. I say it in my book, after two months, and over two months, you practice this, just like any other diet people practice, people take. And you'll see the result after practicing these seven commandments. Mm. You don't have to feel guilty about not going to church. You can go to church. You can go to synagogue. Whatever makes you feel closer to God. But meditating and being with God does not have to be necessarily um, in a specific place. You could be praying while you're driving, when you're exercising. You could always feel you have to experience God, then you experience love. There's no reason why people hate. They have hatred. This hatred of um, people that are beheading people is for no reason except Mm. the fact that they're satanic, I think. I have not seen anything. I, I, I spent, I was in Iran during the revolution, 
And not I, I never saw, now in the, in the retrospect, now that I have read Quran, there was nothing they did that had anything to do with God and religion. It was all about avarice and greed and property and who gets more power. So if you put all of this aside, then what we're left is God, his commandments, to how to live happily, and when we're happy, we'll be prosperous. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, it's interesting. I, I got an email from a, a friend of mine, and, and, and she said, you know, did you know that, you know, scientists now are creating a digital uh, work environment and putting pieces of the Dead Sea Scrolls together? And I said, yeah, I, I thought I, I, I knew that they were doing that. She said, yeah. Um, she said, you know, that people are being told not to even go to the website to look at them. And why? I just thought, why? I said, why? You That's have, what I said. Right. I said, well, why? Well, you know, because of time change, religion also changes. Mm-hmm. For instance, when in, in the Sinai Desert there was no refrigeration, they said that after Passover you have to throw away your food. Mm. That doesn't mean it's okay, it's it stays the same now, but how, however, if the Jewish people want to follow that ritual, that's okay. Following it is not going to uh, take them to heaven necessarily when they do other things. Not following it is not going to take them to hell. These are very minor things. In Quran, Muhammad said, don't commit the big sins. If you don't commit the big sins, I will forgive you the small sins. So instead of dwelling on branches of the tree, go to the basic and see what it is that he wants from us. He wants companionship. He wants, lo- he wants us to love each other. This is God's message. God's message is love. Hate comes only from Satan. And I see more hate in religious, so-called religious leaders, especially in Iran, after revolution, what I saw, it was nothing but hatred. And I don't know what, what part of it had anything to do with God. I was very confused. It's just about power and about what they can conquer and who they are going to behead or who are they going to be to scare. This is not really message of God to us. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I I wanted to talk with you about, um, you know, the book and the way the book is written, because, you know, you literally are taking the readers on a journey. And, um, and, you know, you could have written a number of different books in a number of different ways. But you wrote a book that's almost, it's almost like I felt like I was reading a novel. Because you're, you're both presenting very, very interesting information that first of all, Many of us have not even heard or read, but also you're presenting ideas about, listen, did you know this? Did you know that? Did you understand that this is what happened here? And my question to you is, you know, the message that you wanted the reader to understand is a message that, wait a minute, there are things that we can do and happiness and prosperity are for all. Right. And I was curious about, um, you know, 
how it was that you were called to write this book in this way? Because, well, firstly, Pat, I, mm-hmm. I, from all of the studies I've done, I know that these killings have been going on from the time the prophet died, and it's in the worst atrocious way, except we didn't have media those days to show us how they killed 40,000 people in, in one um, uh, foot soldiers, 10,000 hit. We, don't, we didn't hear about it. I wanted to make it clear to people who, like myself, were confused about religion because I see how religious have, has been misrepresented misinterpreted, and some of the things that have been lost in the translations, unless somebody reads so many different publications and compares them, which they don't, Jewish people don't even want to bother to read Quran, there's nothing to fear. They're not going to go to hell. As Muslims reading Bible, this is it's not something that is illegal, but nevertheless they refuse because they are afraid that they may learn something that would interfere with whatever they have been brought up to to know, which is mm. most of it is been because of ulterior motives of the religious leaders. Yeah. So, yes. Well, and, you know, this is part of what you and I were talking about during the break. You know, what is it about anger that literally will cut off the pathway to happiness and prosperity? We're going to talk with Cherry about that when we come back. For those of you out there, uh, would be really, really great to check it out. Uh, www.7commandments.com www.7commandments.com and when we come back we'll give you some uh, information about social media as well let's take a short break everybody we'll be right back love and happiness yeah something that can make you do wrong make you do right yeah In retirement, will you have enough money to live life on your terms? Everyone has retirement questions, so ask Prize Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Jeff Packman, financial advisor today at 425-453-0272. Office is located at 601 108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800, Bellevue, Washington, 98004. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., member of FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine. What in this very moment are you creating or drawing to yourself? Notice your field when you desire something. Are you in agreement from your emotions to your power center to your sense and desire of security? Do you second guess your intuition or even shut it down? 
These are clues to what you are about to create. What you have done so far is already here. Every block is a clue and your heart's desire is there to transform it. Are you ready to shift? If you are, visit lesliefontaine.com and let's talk about unfolding all that you want to be, do, and have. You'll find sessions, classes, audio products to help remove the blocks and move you into your potential. And listen to my show, Sheer Alchemy, on Transformation Talk Radio, Wednesdays at 10 Pacific, 1 Eastern. Hi, I'm Tim Darter. And I'm Steve Kramer. Join us on Spirit Fire Radio. Discover how to add the mechanics of meditation to your day. And watch yourself connect in a whole new way. Find the amazing moments in life's routines that often pass us by. Add to your awareness with Spirit Fire Radio. Tune in each Wednesday at 9 a.m. for your weekly guide to practical mindfulness. And to learn more, visit www.spiritfireradio.com. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Pat. I love the maca team. Maca is a turnip-like vegetable that grows at altitudes at and above 13,000 feet in the Andes. As a family-run company of True Maca Specialists, the Maca team's mission is to provide you with fresh, organic, premium-quality maca powders at a fair price. And they are delicious. Many of the customers want to know which is the best maca for their lifestyle, age, activity level, and health goals. These are the three main questions to answer before you purchase. Which color of maca is best for your specific purpose? Is raw or gelatinized the best maca for you? Should you use maca powders, maca capsules, or maca extracts? You can try selections of all of these products to see which will work best for you. To learn more and get a special discount for all of our listeners, visit drpatspicks.com. That's drpatspicks.com. Everybody, welcome back. I'm so thrilled to have, you know, Sherry joining me here today. Listen, sevencommandments.com. And, you know, there's a reason that happiness and prosperity is right here on the cover of the book. You know, the seven commandments for happiness and prosperity. It is an energy. It is a vibration. There's a lot of science now coming out about it. But yet, even with all of that, many of us have grown up thinking we don't really have a choice. You know, that, listen... I'm just having an emotion. Isn't it interesting that we got the latest fad? We call it, what do we call them? Emojis, Benny? The latest fad is now we don't say what we think. We send somebody a little picture. What the heck? Sherry, thank you for joining me here today. How can people get a copy of the book? Um, if they go to Amazon.com, they can get a copy. SevenCommandments.com is also my uh, website, as you said. But uh, did you ask me a question about anger? Yeah, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about anger. Uh, so the book is like, you ready? Yes. Happiness and prosperity. Anger. A lot of angry, a- angry things happening out in the world. But one of the things that I said before the break is, wow, you know, 
would we be angry if we really understood what anger does? But yes, I would love for you to talk about that. Well, it's very hard to stay happy in a world full of chaos. But the way we have to stay happy is, number one, stay away from Satan. Anywhere there is unhappiness, disease, there exists Satan, and it's powerful. So we have to notice him and get away from him. Word, word, word of evil, it says. Faith is what makes us strong. It's not a natural behavior, but one you can cultivate and develop. That you, and since you're the author of your choices in life, if you choose to live a righteous life and believe that God is going to be behind you, then you're not going to worry about what evil is going to happen, what Satan is going to do to you, what calamities, calamities coming to you. Two-thirds of Quran is about the other two scriptures. A big part of it, is a big chapter is about how God talks to Moses about having patience if a disastrous situation comes upon him. They have to have patience, do whatever you can, but have patience and have faith in God that somebody with that kind of power is behind you and is going to help you. Mm. There is nothing, nothing wrong with wearing a yarmulke or not wearing a yarmulke. It's fine if you want to, but don't think that small things like that is going to take you to hell or not doing them taking you to heaven. None of this is important. The basic way to stay happy is to have a serene soul. The way to have a serene soul is to have faith in God and follow his commandments. You know, happiness, you know, we saw what happened in the world, literally what happened in the world, right? Right. All when, these years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But then we saw what happened in the world when, you know, a contemporary musician writes a song and sings a song that's called Happy. And we, and we watch that song take on a life of its own. I mean, I, I don't know, Benny probably has more information than I do, but, you know, we watched a single song and then the video of the song take on a life force and energy that exceeded just about anything you could possibly imagine with music. And some people say it was the artist. I don't know about you, but if you're going to call a song happy, I kind of think it has more to do with what that means and what the world is really looking for right now. But what can you say to folks in these last couple minutes to help us create a shift? What, what can we know from what you've discovered? Well, it's always easier to be unhappy and to get <laughs> stuck in a vision of yourself as a, being a victim and, and blaming things on your luck or bad luck. It's harder to work on being happy. You have to open your eyes, your eyes of your heart, and you see. Compare yourself. Instead of comparing yourself with, to somebody who is more successful, sit down and think if they divided all of the health and wealth of the world to all the number of people, you 
got more than your share, I got more than my share. That alone should make you happy. Contentment is something that Christ teaches us. If you are content, then you will see miracles. You will become successful in what you do. You will get money from places you don't even think of. You have to have the faith that God is capable of doing that for you. And stay away from anger, jealousy, animosity, and everything else that the Bible, the God tells us not to do. It's only seven commandments that you have to follow, and you will see the results, I promise you. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for today. Thank Thank you, thank you, you, thank you so much for today. Um, You know, I know that... There's a lot we did not talk about in the book because I have to tell you, you know, this is a book that's meant to be read. And I, I want to acknowledge what it takes for for you to take a message like this out in the world. Because I know in the short, brief periods of time where I've done something like this, yes. it became extremely difficult with all of the hate emails and things that, yes. you know, came my way. But yes. you have done something very special, and I want to thank you for that. Thank you very much. And remember, Dr. Pat, hate, people who hate other people are, first, they're hating themselves. They're not happy with themselves. Otherwise, there's no reason for people hate, to hate each other. Mm. Oh, boy. But thank you so much. Don't worry about the hate, mate. <laughs> I don't. I don't, no, I don't I worry about it. I and, you know, I have a great team of people here. And, you know, anytime we get a hate mail, we do reply back and we reply with love. Good. That's yes. really the message for that's me today. The message, that's the message in the scripture, too. Oh, man, I love it. Thank Let's take you a short so break. Much for, thank you so much. That was a great conversation. I hope you'll come back because, really, thank there are some things we did not talk yes, about. Yes, I know. It's, All right. It's, thank, thank you so much. Thank you. You We're going to take a short break, everyone. I want you to know, Sherry Brown, everybody, please go to, you know, as I said before, if you go to the website, there's a lot of great information there. We're going to take a shorty. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.